Hi guys, I did want to pop on here real fast and say that there is a couple trigger warnings for this episode. Um, we do end up cussing quite a lot, so watch out for little ears if that's the thing for you. And then we're talking about some dark fairy tales, which those usually come with dark histories, dark pasts, so just a heads on the, up on that. And we also joke around about religion a little bit, so if that's something that offends you, then this is probably not the episode for you. Um, we don't mean any harm or anything like that, but regardless, if you decide to listen, I hope you enjoy. And I'm Caro, and this is The Paranormal State of Mind. Alright guys, so we want to start off by thanking Brie from Sister Ghoul. She's the one who did our little thumbnail art. Um, she has an Instagram, so check her out. And if you guys would like to follow us on Instagram, we have that. And it's at A Paranormal State of Mind Podcast. And I believe that's our TikTok as well. Um, we essentially just post the same thing we post on Instagram on TikTok. So just follow us on Instagram because I'm better at that. And if you want to... Uh, Rate us. Rate us, yeah. If you'd like to rate us on Spotify or iTunes, you can do that. It'd be really awesome. That helps us out a lot. Um, just be nice, you know. Like, we're trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Carol is trying. There's a strong effort going yeah, on here. It may not be great all the time or most of the time, but we're we're really putting effort in, and that should account for something. Uh, but yeah, so do that, or if you guys would like to send us an email, like one of your spooky stories, fiction or non-fiction, just let us know. You can email us at a paranormal state of mind at Yahoo, and uh, yeah, that's it. So tonight, or today, whatever time you're listening, <laughs> um, you can hear us tell spooky fairy tales, like dark fairy tales. So Caro is going to kick us off, and I really hope you guys enjoy. All right, thank you, Michelle. Alright, you guys, we're going to take you down a fun little tour. It's going to be brief, but I think you'll enjoy it. Um, this is a fairy tale that I really didn't pay any attention to growing up. Uh, I kind of knew it was there. There's artwork involved. I remember seeing like a Pied Piper uh-huh. like leading children. Uh, really but creepy. It is creepy, but I never thought much about it until yeah. just like this week. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is crazy. It's real child predator vibes. <laughs> Major child predator vibes. Um, so I'll start you off with like the, the premise of the story in case you haven't uh, heard it or you don't remember it. So pr- pretty much the Pied Piper starts out with a rat infestation in the town of Hamlin. And this is a, a town in Germany. Uh, the Piper is donning in a colorful outfit, and he strolls into town to offer his services in ridding the community of their rat problem. They agree to pay him for his services if he can indeed do it. He whips out his instrument of choice, a flute, and begins playing. The rats respond by following him out of the town and to their ill fates. When the Piper returns to collect his reward, or payment for his services, the people of Hamlin refuse to pay him. The piper leaves, only to return again with his flute. This time, he does not play for rodents. No, he plays for the children. <laughs> with great enthusiasm, the children of Hamlin follow him and are never to be seen again. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So that's a, a rather creepy story in and of itself. But, you know, I was, like, looking around to see what the origins would be mm-hmm. for this story, because this was written in the medieval times. Was it? Medi- yeah, okay, Middle Ages. Is the medieval times? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I so 
it's a large chunk of time. I so like from what I understand, it's like the fifth century, which is like um, a long time ago, Michelle. <laughs> like oh the four hundreds, right? Fifth century until like maybe the fourteenth or fifteenth century, mm-hmm. thereabout. So it was um, it was a good chunk of time. A lot happened. A lot of religious wars happened. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of beheadings and yeah. uh, bad bad beheadings. deaths. Yeah, the medieval times were dark times. Plagues. Oh, the bubonic plague happened. You yeah. know, lots of people that died. They so don't bathe. no, the Everybody hygiene stayed. was terrible. It was terrible. So not the time to be alive. Yeah. I really hope that. You know, I, I kind of like, I like to play with reincarnation. I'm like, I really hope that my reincarnated spirit did not mess with that time period. You would have gotten murdered. If you're anything like you are today, for sure, you're dead. I'm pretty sure that I did not survive very long if I was in the no. medieval time. No. That was not a go-to for me. I feel like you would have been like a cool badass witch, I though. Would not, I would have gotten killed. Probably, but... So, like, one of the eras I I would like to think of is I really like the 20s, 30s, uh, and also really the 50s, but mm-hmm. my husband's always like, you're too mouthy <laughs> to be a woman back then. I was like, for sure. He's like, you would get beat by your husband. I was like, oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely would have happened. She... Yeah, I think it would not have turned out too well for you no, at no. all. Um, I'm glad no. that you're alive now and that you have the husband that you do. But even now, like, you know, it's not super. No, it's not people, great. People are still, like, I mean, I'm terrible to an extent. Yes, of course. But I'm saying, though, like, in general, it's like, it could be iffy. <laughs> this is a weird tangent, but. <laughs> Honestly, I just want a man to call me a dame and doll. That's all. I know it's slightly degrading, but I don't give a shit, guys. I want a man to call me, like, sweetheart and baby doll. And, uh, guys, that's all I want. Hint, hint, Tristan. I never thought, like, you would enjoy that, Michelle. Like, I've learned so much. This guy way off the No, no, please don't. I want people to know this about you. It's so red-faced right now. I feel like I'm getting red for you. That's so fun. Oh, I love learning new things about you. A decade friendship, you guys, and you still learn so much. I love it. I love this so much. Uh. (laughs) Reincarnation, okay. We we wouldn't have made it too well back then. No. No. But what I meant to say, so basically this story wasn't exactly written down back then. It was more like an oral tradition. Like Mm -hmm. Beowulf started out like that. And lots of other like legends in general did. So like people would speak it out loud Mm -hmm. and like, you know, that would be the way to pass time because, you know. Not much was going on back then. Nothing to do but have babies and kill people. So <laughs> that's so accurate. Oh, the sadness. So basically, it was it started out in the oral tradition. So uh, this is a well-known legend central to Hamlin Germany culture. Um, it has influenced a number of writers, such as the romantic poet and playwright Robert Browning, and the brothers Grimm, Jacob, and Willem who sought to regenerate traditional German folklore and mythology in the 19th century. Though the 13th century of the Middle Ages is said to be the period in which the legend of the Pied Piper originated, a period of time when oral traditions were still in fluent use in Eurasia, 
there are any number of working theories that strive to pinpoint its historical value. So I'm sorry to interrupt you again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most of these stories are written to have, like, a reason behind them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Little Red Riding Hood is yeah. warning girls of predators once mm-hmm. they start their periods and stuff like that. Yeah. I wonder what the reason behind the Pied Pepper is. Do you go into that? I'm I, I am going to go into okay. it, yeah. Okay. Well, like, well... Some, I'll let you get to it. Somewhat. So, like, there's some moral to the story, yeah. but it's kind of left ambiguous. So, okay. it, uh, But mainly, I just go into, like, theories. So, I was going to talk about, like, okay. why people cool. are even thinking this is, like, a legend in the first place. Yeah. Like, why did this come about, and why is it still here? Okay. Because it's still so prevalent in the Hamlin t- town for the people there. They still kind of, like, do festivals and stuff. I would. <laughs> he would. I would. He would. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. Um, I just want some culture knowledge. <laughs> any culture, even the death of 130 children. Sure, why not? I'm not saying like, yeah, this is great. I'm like, it happened. I'm not going to hide it. Some creep just like killed a bunch of kids. Like, I guess they'd rather us party about it. I guess. I guess. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know 130 kids died when I started this. <laughs> so I apologize. Well, okay, it's, it's suspected. Okay, so based on the physical evidence, there's namely a stone plaque outside the presumed residence of the Piper, right? Mm-hmm. And the legend of the Piper takes on a troubling reality from there. So the plaque reads, A.D. 1284, on the 26th of June, the day of St. John and St. Paul, 130 children, born in Hamlin, were led out of the town by a Piper wearing multicolored clothes, after passing the Calvary near the Copenberg, they disappeared forever. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, it's eerie, um, for sure. But, uh, there are plenty of people that, you know, that are, like, kind of playing with the idea that maybe they didn't die. You know, maybe the story was, like, based on something else. You know, and it could have been kind of exaggerated. Well, also, if I saw, somebody would have seen a man with 130 kids behind him. <laughs> They'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, dude. What's happening? <laughs> Slow your roll. So I feel like mm-hmm. this didn't happen. Maybe, like, kids died mm-hmm. somehow tragically mm-hmm. by the plague or something like that. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, oh, let's try to make this a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And just blame it on this asshole that we called the Pied Piper. And, <laughs> you know, that's my theory. Uh, um, <laughs> I think that's a, a strong theory. It sure right. is. I, th- I think that there are plenty of people that would agree with you. Um, but I think we'll, we'll dig into it some more. I'm excited to see what, what you think about the other things popping up. So just before I get any further, you guys, so there's going to be some quotes in here. Basically all this, like I knew of this story, but this right here is pretty much an article going into the theories and the background, the context. And you can find it on bbc.com. Uh, it's called The Grim Truth Behind the Pied Piper. So it's all from there, you guys. And we'll have the link in the subscription in the show notes thank you Mm -hmm. show notes so you guys can look it up for yourselves if you don't believe me but anyway (laughs) so (laughs) i would actually never ever lie i'm very honest (laughs) they couldn't lie if they wanted to i would never intentionally tell you a story (laughs) all right so hamlet's own records dating back to 1384 echo the mournful event saying it is 100 years since our children left uh, other pieces of recorded evidence date back to the 15th and 17th centuries, um, and they share descriptions of 
130 missing children, and there are descriptions of stained glass windows that depict the Pied Piper leading the, the children out mm-hmm. of the town. Um, however, some historians theorize the missing children of the legend were actually relocated to towns outside of Hamlin, or even recruited by crusaders mm-hmm. to reclaim the Holy Land of Jerusalem during um, uh, the the Crusades, you know, because it was under Islamic rule during the 12th and 13th centuries. I had no clue. It's a, it's a, it was a huge religious war. Germany was? Uh, well, not only Germany, but there was, like, plenty of other, like, Eurasian areas that were like, hey, this is involving you now, and this is... You know, religion was a huge thing. It still you is. You blowing my mind. <laughs> Truly. I'm not even, like, lying. I feel like I know nothing. I mean, the majority of wars seem to be started through religion. Oh, yeah, you I mean know. that. I just meant about, like, yeah. the Islamic religion oh, going yeah. towards Germany and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I had no clue. Well, well, technically, it doesn't seem like the Islamic rule was affecting Germany. I don't, don't quote me on this. I don't know. Quite <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, the Germans felt because they are, like, probably had the Anglo-Saxon, like, the, the, uh, the white Christian uh, ideal, yeah, idealism kind gotcha. of thing going on. And so, I mean, sure, there's paganism, too, right, involved. Yeah. But, I mean, to an extent, the Christian ideal gotcha. is what led to a lot of this whole thing going on. Yeah. And also to a lot of, like, witches and cats dying, which Aww. probably led to the Black Plague, you guys. Anyway, so <laughs> keep going. Um, so other sources equate the origin of the legend to the Black Plague, as you mentioned before, mm-hmm. which was a pandemic that took place 62 years after the inscribed date on the Piper's plaque. So oh. the time period is off there. Gotcha. But it's a theory. Doesn't mean there was another plague before then. Very <laughs> true. The plagues in the Very true. Times. And so, as we move on, but perhaps there was a more comprehensive theory entailing the inspiration for the legend. It was more so uh, a pandemic of another sort called St. Vitus's Dance. Have you heard of this? Is that where everybody loses their mind and dances a lot? Yeah. 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 Look at that. you. Oh, sweet. Because I was like, I had no idea what this <laughs> was. Like, I don't know if you got This is what I remember. I'm pretty sure they ate like, some rye bread that was like real funky. And they dance until they died. Right? Wow. Essentially, Essentially like yeah, yes. I did Look at you. In high school, or in college. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Community college, guys. <laughs> Still a college. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this, so Saint Vitus's uh, Saint Vitus's dance was recorded during the Hamlin, uh, near Hamlin during the 13th century. Uh, and according to the article that I'm getting all this from, uh, Saint Vitus's dance can be a form of mass hysteria. The dance could spread from individuals to large groups, uh, all driven by an unshakable compulsion to dance feverishly, sometimes for weeks, often leaping and singing, sometimes hallucinating to the point of exhaustion, and occasionally death, like um, a top that can't stop spinning. So it's a very serious thing, and it likely makes sense as to why the children may have just been like dancing. They dance themselves to death, you know? But, um,. You know, there also, you know, you got to think about the pagan, um, you know, festivities going on. There was midsummer festivities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so possibly the children were led away into the hills to do some religious paganism kind they of stuff. They were not. That's just white men <laughs> saying that shit. Don't listen to that part. <laughs> Maybe a forest fire took place and, like, while they were out there and they never returned or... 
Or maybe they converted to a different religion while they were out there. Anyway, um, the legend of the Pied Piper has made a lasting impression on Hamlin and its traditions. The legend itself is so deeply ingrained in the Hamlin community that its tourism pretty much, like, greatly depends on... They cling to it. They, they cling to this trauma of sorts that, like, has been, like, carried throughout um, uh, since the medieval times. So they attract newcomers. And, like, pictures of Hamlin is, like, really interesting. Like, it looks super, like, preserved. Like, mm-hmm. it still looks super old. Like, and, like, just really... It's, it's cute, but also, like, off-putting. It's I want to go, honestly. Yeah, I, I would just, go, for I sure. I just honestly want to go to any cute Swedish, mm. German little town yeah, that yeah. kind of is preserved in time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it would be adorable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so the town puts on, like I said before, has festivals. It puts on performances and reenactments of the Pied Piper leading the <laughs> children away. <laughs> and, uh, and there are even some uh, foods and desserts that are shaped like rats. So, uh, evidently, that's also a thing. Um, But no matter your personal theory, uh, concerning the man, the myth, the legend of the Pied Piper, it continues to live on through folklore and fairy tales because it strikes a central fear in our human consciousness, the loss of children. Right. That's terrifying. Oh, for sure. You know, whether they are actually going just missing, they're all, like, on a milk carton, or if they actually have passed on, that's, like, it strikes the community in a deep way, no matter what. Um. And obviously, because of my Christian upbringing, <laughs> my mind goes back to uh, the Old Testament God. And, uh, you know, if you guys are familiar with the Old Testament God, um, then you know that he can be pretty sensitive and pretty vengeful and angry. <laughs> and so I'm thinking about Moses, the story of Moses, and, like, the plagues. You know, I also was raised, raised Christian. Christian. <laughs> I was also raised Christian, guys, and uh, also in the South, obviously. But I don't remember that story fully. Oh, okay, okay. Did so... he lead a bunch of children? I know he did the desert thing, right? He was the yeah. one who led all these people so, to the desert. So Moses, Moses led them. That's right. So Moses led the um, uh, the Israelites out of Egypt. Okay. He saved God's people, his chosen people, right? But even before that, like, so, like, I thought about that. I thought about that, you know, the whole, like, desert situation. That was a tough time, for sure. Yeah. But I'm thinking more so. (laughs) (laughs) If it happened. Uh, It's a tough time, in theory. (laughs) Um, But um, (laughs) I'm thinking about, like, the plagues that went on. Because, like, there was, like, the locusts, the frogs. Mm -hmm. There was, like, some famines going on. Like, God wanted the Pharaoh to release the Israelites, essentially. And Moses was, like, his vessel for doing that. And so Moses was, Moses was like, hey, come on, man. You gotta let these people go. He didn't. And then God ended up killing all the firstborn children. Yeah, yeah. That was Remember so that? disturbing. That was yeah. so disturbing. They made a Disney movie about this. Did you watch the Disney movie? What? <laughs> no. Are or you wait, sure was wait was it Disney? No, maybe it was DreamWorks. DreamWorks, maybe. What was it called? It was The Prince of Egypt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, did, I watched that. Oh, okay. I don't remember any of it, but, okay. you know. It was so good, like, also, but so I watched, scary. Okay, guys, I'm going to take you on a little bit of travel. I was homeschooled. Kara was homeschooled. I was raised in a church. Kara mm-hmm. was hate, raised, in a, raised in a church. Mm-hmm. Kara is a little bit younger than me, but to my people who's raised, super Christian. Do you remember McGee and me? Let me know, because it was this weird little Christian show, 
and it was like this guy who drew a picture and like a little cartoon came to life and I don't know I feel like my mom shouldn't let me watch that because that's magic (laughs) you know but he taught you biblical lessons oh cool McGee and me McGee and me I'm gonna make you watch it later (laughs) oh I'm I'm, I'm, (laughs) speaking of Christian shows Christian in quotes you guys this is like this is is so cringe it's called Seventh Heaven did you watch that yeah my older brother was super into it growing up. I said, my, we were, like, watching it recently, and we're just like, how did we, I don't know. The crazy, is crazy. thing is the dad in Seventh and Heaven mm-hmm. is in prison for being, yeah. like, like he, yeah, yeah, like, legit. He was mm, so gross. Yeah. So gross. And, and so I'm like, I can't believe that no one saw this, like, first of all. Anyway. Sorry it's, it's about weird. the tangent. This guys. is a weird, I know, it's a deep, dark tangent, <laughs> trigger warnings, I guess, but, like, you know, like. Um, yeah, some weird Christian shows, like, and, so and it was just, it was targeted to the audience, Well, the weirdest thing about Seventh Heaven is that was just, like, a popular show that aired on, like, WB, mm. versus McGee and Me. I'm pretty sure you can only <laughs> find, like, a Christian channel, or my mom had the VHS, oh. and probably still has the VHS, so in fact, a girl that I went to church with posted mm-hmm. on my own Instagram, she was like, oh, shit, remember McGee and Me? Well, she didn't say shit, but she's still very Christianly, but she's like, oh, jeez Louise, <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure my mom made us watch that on Sunday school. Louise. That's so cute. But going back to the Prince of Egypt, it was such a... Okay, first of all, great visuals. Amazing soundtrack. But also terrifying. The story itself is terrifying, but, like, to actually have it as a children's movie... Like, yeah. what? I mean, that's that's just Bible. That's just kids with the Bible in general. Yes, yes. That is very true. Very true. So, okay, so going back to the Pied Piper, you know, he's, you know, if he is indeed the one that killed these children, then you can in some ways say, symbolically, the Piper could be God, (laughs) and the Piper could have brought on the rats and taken them away, just like, you know, God brought in the the locusts and the frogs, and he took them away, but he also took the children away because the people of Hamlin, or the Egyptians, whichever one you want to talk about, did not make him happy. They didn't pay him. Look at the Christian. He yeah. was really stretching that out. I, I, <laughs> it, connect everything can connect back to this whole like situation, you guys. Everything. That's what the Bible's for. It's just meant to make you uncomfortable. But... <laughs> to indoctrinate you. Indoctrinate. What is it called? Indoctrinate? That's what I yeah, was going to say. Yeah. But I forgot the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had it. You're good. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, I just, my, my mind went there first. So I'm like, this is, this is a weird tangent. But anyway, so, so there's a deep trauma and, uh, you know, whether you're looking at the Pied Piper or the Prince of Egypt story. (laughs) Either or, same thing. Either or. (laughs) I'm so sorry if I'm offended anybody, guys. Sorry, guys. This is just, it's just fun. It's just fun to think about, like, it not being concrete because we were, I mean I was raised to believe it yeah. was concrete and I respect mm-hmm. I know it doesn't sound like I respect people who are really sure absolutely you do your thing yeah. as long as you're not hurting anybody I yeah, don't care totally but we're just picking a little yeah, bit yeah we're so. just yeah we're playing around um <laughs> but basically I'm saying like you know either story you know it left both Egypt and Hamlin in it with a deep trauma mm-hmm. and a wound only left I mean only felt after losing children to a forest uh, greater than and outside of yourself, aka a Pied Piper. 
Um, and so that's basically it. But I do have one more thing. Right. So you know I love K-pop, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and funny enough, I before even like way before I looked into the story, um, I was into BTS, right? And BTS has a song called Pipe Piper. And I was amazed by it. I was like, this is so dope. But I didn't never like I never thought about why it was called Pipe Piper. Basically, the song is like their cult anthem, and it's so good. Okay, you confused me on so many things. Are they a cult for real? What does BTS stand for? And are they creepy court tourist children? Because if they wrote this song about being a Pied Piper, watch out for your kids, guys, if you go to a BTS concert. <laughs> uh, it's hard to say whether or not. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm, okay I'm going to say I'm sure there are cults out there. For BTS, I'm not a part of one. I was never an army, you guys. If you know what that means, you know what it means. I anyway, I was never an army, but I did follow them for a hot minute, and then now I'm I'm, I'm onto someone else right now. Uh, 80s. If you know them, shout me out. But this is <laughs> you're lost so hard. The BTS is basically bulletproof Boy Scouts, right? And they. It's a group of, uh, what were they, seven okay. guys. Are you BTS? BTS, yeah. Where's the T at? Well, well, it's like the name's actually like in Korean. I can't pronounce oh, it. Okay, but gotcha. um, But it translates to Bulletproof Boy Scouts, essentially. Okay. And so, yeah, and like the lyrics to the song Pied Piper, it's really, it's catchy AF, but <sighs> super culty, super culty. So there you go. That was my last little bit. But, uh, yeah, Pied Piper is just like a cult, cult-like, you know, situation. But it has some dark origins, you guys. So beware. And I hope you enjoyed that. Well, I think most fairy tales have very dark origins. And they're mainly to scare children, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and parents as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, most of them do that. Yeah. Oh, and going back to the beginning here. So, like, the moral of the story for Pied Piper essentially is like hey don't join a cult question mark <laughs> well that or pay up <laughs> <laughs> to pay up <laughs> don't, don't cheat people <laughs> that's why i took it that would be crazy yeah. like if that was the only reason like 130 kids were like you led away because he's, he's like i did this one thing you said i couldn't do I saved you guys from a, mm-hmm. a fucking rat plague, and yeah. I asked for my money, and you won't give me mm-hmm. shit. Right. And so now I'm selling your kids. <laughs> I'm taking them. But I love, like, earlier, you were like, you know, you're going to notice the 130 kids, like, right? roaming around and, like, like, leaving. Hey, look at that parade of children. <laughs> and there's a man walking through the whole town, which I imagine is a very small town. I imagine so, yeah. Uh, playing a flute. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear yeah. that for, yeah. like, at least a solid <laughs> half mile. <laughs> Are. Yeah. And for none of them to be like, hey, wait a second. And you have nothing going on. <laughs> nothing. Like, There's nothing. Hey, who's this guy playing the flute? Why is there all these? Where's my kid at? Like, I know we're not good parents at this time, but where the fuck are they all going? Like, we don't have to watch our kids. It was so easy being a parent so back easy. then, guys. She's so like, just easy. go away until till sundown. And then if you come back, fine. If not, I have like 13 of you. It's okay. <laughs> That's what it is. He probably just stole mm-hmm. kids from like ten families who did not give a shit, and that's where their hundred and thirty kids came from. He like, you ten that's families, so funny. get out of here. Oh my but god! But yeah, I still don't get how they were like, hey, 
Mm-hmm. Look at all them children walking mm-hmm. out of town. Yes. Somebody would have seen it. Someone had to have seen it. I mean, I'm sure the life expectancy wasn't that long, but you know how, like, older people tend to, like, look around the neighborhood and watch people yeah. strolling in their town and their well, you're street. you're working outside. You're yeah. not inside watching it's, TV. No, you're not, like, you're not entertained book, inside at all. if you're a woman, you're definitely not reading a book. No. You'd be the devil. <laughs> You'd be a witch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for sure, like, so, like, you're obviously going to have people watching, you know, oh, whether or not sure. they're actually older in that, during that time period Well, I mean, not. old back then, I would imagine it's, like, 45. I imagine, you know what I mean? yeah, probably. What an old piece of shit. <laughs> but, like, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like we're thinking now, like, oh, mm-hmm. I mean, 80s, 90s, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I just don't see how you wouldn't imagine all those kids are just completely gone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I'm calling bullshit on that part. Yeah, yeah. Fully. So it was pretty fishy. Uh, I don't know, but it's, it was an interesting fairy tale. But folklore. you did such a good job on Thank it. You. I really enjoyed Thank it. I'm you. sorry I interrupted you. No, sometimes. it was fun. <laughs> I, like, you pretty much already knew, like, what... <laughs> The major theories that were going on. I love that. And I never heard of uh, St. Beatus's dance, but you were like, hey, I know this. I wrote, like, a, we had to pick a topic and do, like, a really short, mm-hmm. like, in class, do, like, a short paper on it. And mm-hmm. that's when I Googled up and nice did a fast mm-hmm. thing on Also, a little bit off topic, that they also think the reason people went crazy in the witch trials is because maybe they're eating bread that had mold on it. I assume it's just white men being white men, but, you know. No, that's very accurate. It's, uh, which a couple men actually did die in our witch trials. There's even bigger witch trials in, like, England or different parts of Europe. Mm. Way bigger than what we had. Really? Yeah. Wow. I eventually would like to do that, but Mm -hmm. I want to do it justice. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. It would have to be a serious episode, guys. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a good time, though. Yeah. All right, guys. So, today, I have Pinocchio. Um, now this is going to be done a little bit different. I'm just essentially taking you guys on a whole ride through the story. <laughs> so I'm really excited to do this. I'm going to readjust myself. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sorry. Sorry for reading that paper. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Do you want to scoot in in case mm-hmm. you need to say? <clears throat> Well, you can scoot your whole chair if you need to, so you can be comfortable. Alright. Alright guys, so as I said, we're doing Pinocchio, and it's going to be a little bit different. I am going to start you off with a trigger warning for abuse mentally, physically, and emotionally, and death, um, and some biting ears off, which happens mm. quite a few times. Oh, <laughs> so, for real? Just a heads up. Uh, it is a wild story. Uh-huh. Like, Disney took this idea, and we're like, we're changing a lot of it, and uh, that was probably for the best. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start us off by going a little bit into the author who wrote this story because I honestly was like, I need to know who this guy was mm-hmm. because he is insane to put this for out for children. But anyway, so his name was Carl or Carlo Lorenzini, which I feel like I'm butchering. And then he later wrote under Carlo Calidi. Um, he had a pretty interesting life. He was originally going to become a priest but decided to attend university university instead 
At some point, he volunteered in the Tuscan army, and then he ended up working as a under a library who was also a famous author at the time. Um, and at some point, he became very uninterested in politics, and so he became a journalist. And then after that, he ended up writing uh, in, in papers about like satire and stuff like that for mm -hmm. politics, and he got in some trouble for that. So mm -hmm. he actually started his own paper. They didn't say the name of it, but uh, the paper got closed down twice. Mm. He ended up getting uninterested in, <clears throat> excuse me, he ended up getting uninterested in the paper mm -hmm. and all the politics of it. So he was like, hey, I'm going to start editing for this guy who wrote French fairy tales and he was going to translate them to Italian. And I guess he's a little mm -hmm. bit of an offbeat author. Mm -hmm. And a caller was like, yo, like this. So he decided <laughs> to write his own fairy tale. But he didn't really want it to be like all the other fairy tales because he wanted to be different. Um, oh boy. So like I said, he became fascinated by this idea of writing his characters as a friendly acting, but also very deceitful and selfish. And this is how, originally it was called the Mary, it was Italian, but the Italian translation for it was something else, Marionette, and then it just became the Marionette, and then later became Pinocchio. Mm -hmm. Uh... And the Marionette was first written and published in a weekly children's newspaper, which is crazy to think about that children mm -hmm. had their own newspaper, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> that is cool. Um, and so he did a weekly, and at first he's going to end it a couple times, and I'll tell you through here, and he's mm -hmm. going to end it like these tragic things happening. And they're mm -hmm. like, no, 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 you can't end it there. And I completely understand because it's wild, guys. <laughs> um, so here's how he decided to start off his story. And I listened to this on YouTube. It's a good listen. You guys should listen to it. Maybe not with your little kids. Wait until they're older so you can explain to them what some of the stuff is and they won't be scarred. But <laughs> here's how he started off. Once upon a time, there was a king. No, my little readers. Well, you will no doubt say that in a flash. No, kids. You got it wrong. Once upon a time, there was a piece of wood. So that's how it started off. And I will start off myself by saying Pinocchio is truly a little shit. Like, absolutely <laughs> awful. Um, it was not until, like, close to the end. Like, there's moments where I was like, oh, okay, like, I kind of feel for him, but then he's a dick right away, or he's selfish. <laughs> and towards the end, you're like, oh, okay, I got you, Pinocchio. Mm -hmm. Like, you ch you're changing some. This mm -hmm. is good. Yeah. Um, so, the story itself starts off with a woodcarver getting ready to make a table leg out of a beautiful piece of wood. And that's when he hears a little voice saying, no, please don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. And, like, the woodcarver's like, oh, I'm going crazy. And then he thought maybe he was possessed and hearing mm -hmm. voices. Yeah. So then Geppetto comes in and he's looking for a piece of wood because he wants to carve a marionette. Because mm -hmm. he thinks, oh, I can make some money being a puppet master or whatever. Mm -hmm. They call it something else, but we call him puppet master. Mm -hmm. um, so he goes to get in there. Well, Geppetto is not to be nice, but he has a temper on him. And uh, he hears what he thinks is a woodcarver calling him some kind of Italian slang. I don't know what it is, so mm -hmm. I didn't say it because mm -hmm. I don't know exactly. I don't want to be saying anything really bad. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he calls him like some kind of Italian slang. Geppetto gets pissed. Him and the woodcarver get in a fight. They end up making up. Mm -hmm. And then the or the woodcarver is like, hey, Geppetto, I got the perfect piece of wood for you. And so he goes to grab the possessed wood. It's not possessed, guys. But as he goes to pick it up, the wood throws itself and it slams into Geppetto and then Geppetto gets mad and he ends up beating him up again. And so they get in a fight and they end up making up uh -huh. and that's where that is. 
So Geppetto goes home and he starts to do his like doll making thing. Mm-hmm. And he hears like, oh, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. And then he like, I'm going to tell you this, guys. I'm confused by parts of the story. At some points, I'm pretty sure everybody thinks that, like, oh, it's super common that puppets are, like, alive because there's more than one, like, alive marionette. So he's like, I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to carve. And so as soon as Pinocchio is, like, started to be, like, kind of carved, he is, like, being mean. He's hitting and he's kicking. He ends up calling Geppetto a name. And then he takes Geppetto's toupee off and snatches it off and puts it on his head and makes Geppetto cry. No way. Geppetto starts to weep because he's embarrassed, oh. guys. I'm like, fuck you, Pinocchio. <laughs> so, like, as soon as, as soon as Pinocchio is born, essentially, mm-hmm. he takes off and goes running down the street. Like, yeah. he just opens the door and goes running. Yeah. And Geppetto is like, oh, no, my son. Because he became attached weirdly fast to his mm-hmm. puppet. He's like, my baby boy. <laughs> so he goes and chases P, which is what I end up calling Pinocchio at some point. Because it's a lot to type Pinocchio over mm-hmm. and over. He ends up chasing Pinocchio out the door. Mm-hmm. So he gets Pinocchio. He's pissed. It's back in the olden days. Spanking kids is normal. But mm-hmm. everybody's like, look at Geppetto. Like, he's going to go beat his kid because he's, like, angry, angry Geppetto. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, I think is bullshit. Because throughout this book, everybody has, like, the most tolerance I've ever seen somebody have. Mm-hmm. Especially back in the olden days, whenever, like, beating your kids was, like, cool. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, when it was cool. <laughs> yeah. You weren't cool unless you are beating your wife and kids. <laughs> you didn't have a whole grip on your household back then. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, like... Geppetto ends up going to jail for the night, mm-hmm. okay, and Pinocchio's like, all right, I'm just going to go back to my dad's house, you know, mm-hmm. so he gets back to the house, and he hears his voice, and it's called the Little Cricket, and so the Little Cricket's like, oh, Pinocchio, you should be better, like, blah, 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 you should love your father and obey him. Pinocchio gets pissed and fucking stat or slams a hammer on this cricket and kills him. No. By the way, the cricket just told him he is a hundred years old and he's like, fuck you. <laughs> you told me what to do and slams a hammer down on him because he doesn't want to hear it. So then Pinocchio doesn't give a shit that he just killed this cricket that's been alive for a hundred years. He does not care and he's like, you know what? I'm really hungry. I shouldn't have gotten my father arrested because now who's going to feed me? Mm-hmm. So every time he's sad about something, he should be sad about his actions. But he's sad about how his actions mm-hmm. hurt people. But then when it hurt people, it hurt him in the long run. Yeah, yeah. And so, anyways, he ends up looking around the room. He finds this little egg. and He cracks this little egg and a bird pops out. And the bird's like, thank you, thank you. I'm going to go see my family. I'll mm-hmm. owe you some kind of treasure or something like that. And mm-hmm. so Pinocchio gets pissed because the bird flies away. And so I'm like, look, I saved this bird. And mm-hmm. then he's looking around the house and he's trying to find something. He gives up. He just starts a fire. Mm-hmm. Well, he wakes up and he wakes up to Geppetto knocking on the door and saying like, hey, Pinocchio, let me in. He's like, I can't. I can't let you in. My feet are, the cat chewed my feet off, okay? Which I'm like, horse shit. <laughs> You're full of shit. And Geppetto's like, no, seriously, Pinocchio, let me in. And he's like, I really can't move. The cat chewed my feet off. And so Geppetto gets in there. Uh, the cat did not chew his feet off. Pinocchio is dumb, and he doesn't think about the fact he's wood, and he pretty much stuck his feet right up against the fire, and he burnt his feet off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, like, Geppetto comes in. He's like, oh, my son. And he, like, loves on him. And then, like, Pinocchio does this whole sob story about the cricket was mean to me. And I mm-hmm. had to kill him because he's, like, a serial killer in the making at this point. <laughs> and, like, all the sons are happening. 
And so he's like, and then the, the bird flew away, and woe is me. And Geppetto's like, hey, I have these, like... Also, another side note, why does he need to eat? He's a puppet. <laughs> like, it shouldn't matter. He's made of wood. But anywho. Anyways. So Geppetto's like, well, I have these three pears. I was going to eat them, but I will, like, essentially share them with you. And Pinocchio's like, I'll take them all. And then, like, he was like, okay, son, you can have them. And so he's like, Pinocchio's like, I'm not eating them with the skin on. And Geppetto's like, that's a waste. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. This is, he throws an all-out fit. He's like, I'm not eating this. So Pinocchio, Geppetto carves his pear, all three pears for his son. And then Pinocchio eats all of them, and he throws the core, which I also wouldn't eat the core of a pear. I wouldn't. I don't like pears anyways, guys. So, I mean, it sounds junky. They're like sand, apple sands. But anyways. They are. So, anyways. So, he's like, I'm still hungry. He's like, well, there's the peelings. And he's like, but I will never eat that. I would rather starve. And he eats them because he's a little shit. Okay. So, that's where we're at with that. And then... Geppetto's like, okay, well, now, tomorrow, you can go to school. Mm-hmm. And Pinocchio's like, well, what would I wear? And I don't know if he don't have, doesn't have clothes painted on. So Geppetto makes him clothes out of flour. Mm. And I was like, well, why didn't you just make some little flour? Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so he makes him, like, flour clothes. Uh-huh. And then Geppetto, or Pinocchio's like, hey, well, I don't have any books. I cannot go to school without books. That's embarrassing. So Geppetto goes and leaves the house. And... It's cold outside, so he puts his coat on. And mm-hmm. He comes back, and he doesn't have a coat on, but he has books. He sold, no. he sold his coat for that little bastard. <laughs> okay, so he can get some books. No. So the next day, Pinocchio is like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to school, Dad." And he's like, "Cool." So he sends him out, and on the way to school, Pinocchio gets distracted, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, there's something going on. There's a crowd." Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know what it is. He knows there's a show, mm-hmm. and so he begs all these people to please buy his books. Or give him free money at first. Uh-huh. And then he's out selling his books. Uh-huh. The books his father sold his freaking oh, coat for, okay? No. And he goes in, and it's a marionette show. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm saying, like, evidently marionettes are alive. Because marionettes see pup, or the puppet, mm-hmm. Pinocchio, and they're like, hey, my buddy, you're also <laughs> a marionette. Come hang out with us. Uh-huh. And so, like, the show gets disrupted. And mm-hmm. I, it was kind of confusing. Like, I don't know if, like, the people are like, this is really cool, or they're mad. But either way, there's a ruckus being made. Mm-hmm. And the Mastro comes out and he's like what the hell's going on and he sees the puppet and he takes Pinocchio there and he's like hey I'm gonna eat you I'm sorry I'm gonna burn you so you can cook my food whoa so he goes to put him on like a a pike a spike whatever Uh it is the thing that's spinning around and he's like no 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 and he's like my father will miss me he needs me and so a weird part of the story Instead of crying, the guy sneezes, okay? Mm-hmm. So the guy starts to sneeze, and one of the marionettes is like, hey, this is a good sign because he's sneezing. This is his way of crying. And I was like, weird. <laughs> that is really and weird. And so he's like, okay, I won't eat you, Pinocchio, because I feel bad, but give me that puppet over there. I'm going to eat him. And Pinocchio's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's horrible. I'd rather eat me, which is very selfless. Wow. Yeah. And so he's like, fuck it. I won't eat anybody. Everybody's crying. <laughs> I'm sneezing. <laughs> I'm not gonna eat anybody. I'll just starve tonight, uh-huh. I'll, or I'll just go chop down a tree because it's like the woods is everywhere at this point, you know. <laughs> so anyway, so he goes and lets Pinocchio loose and gives mm-hmm. Pinocchio five golden coins, which is a lot of money for back then, from what I'm taking. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Go fight, buy your father a coat," mm-hmm. and Pinocchio's like, "Sure." And then I'll pocket the rest of the money, kind of. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on his way, he runs into a fox and a cat 
and on the movie and in the kids book mm-hmm. the the good kids book not this horrifying thing yeah their name is honest john and gideon so he runs yeah. into honest john and gideon and they're like hey what she got going on and pinocchio's kind of bragging about his situation he's like and i got five pieces of gold and I'm like oh i know of a field that you can go to uh we just go through a town called simple simons and if you go through there you'll find a field you can bury your money and uh yeah just okay you'll have a money tree pop up uh-huh. and then you'll be rich and pinocchio's like that sounds great i really should go back to my dad and they're like ah don't worry about him and he's like okay talk me into it darling <laughs> and so like he goes and does that mm-hmm. And as they are going towards the field, they end up stopping at an inn because they're so tired and so hungry. Mm-hmm. And so they eat their food, Honest John, Pinocchio, and Gideon. Mm-hmm. And the Honest John's like, hey, we're a little bit tired. How about we just go take a nap for a little bit? Mm-hmm. And then we will come back up and we'll get you and we'll finish our, our journey to yeah. the field of money is what I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. They said the town is Simple Simon, but they don't really go in there at that point. So he's like, that sounds great. I love this idea. Mm-hmm. And so he goes and takes a nap. And then Pinocchio gets woke up by his wake up, wake up call from the manager. The manager's like, hey, they said that there was an incident and they had to leave. But they'll end up meeting you up at this uh, field of money. And mm-hmm. he's like, cool. So Pinocchio sets out. And while he's setting out, he sees a ghost. A ghost of a cricket. <laughs> and the cricket's like, hey, man, like. This is not a good idea. And Pinocchio's like, fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> okay. So, like, the, the cricket's like, hey, there's a bunch of bandits. Like, you got to watch out. Like, mm-hmm. you're a little puppet boy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, right after that, after he tells the ghost to pu- fuck off, mm-hmm. he gets fucking jumped by two assassins. No way. So, Pinocchio is like, I'm going to put my money in my mouth and store it there. Well, the assassins end up being like, huh, we're going to stab your mouth open with a knife. Which doesn't work because it's very hard. And so Pinocchio ends up biting the, the cat's paw, mm-hmm. uh, Gideon. And he bites his paw off, like bites it completely off and runs. Oh he runs God. for seven miles, okay? <laughs> seven miles. Seven miles. Yeah, he runs for seven miles. And then he comes like across, he comes across this house. And this is where, there's so many weird parts where I'm like, what? the fuck is happening mm-hmm. and it's like this house and there's like full of ghosts evidently mm-hmm. but there's this little ghost girl with blue hair and he's like let me in let me in and she's like i can't and at that moment honest john and well I was, i'm just kidding heads up this is honest john and gideon dressed up as assassins so honest john and gideon grabs him as assassins and pinocchio is too stupid to figure it out and so they're like haha we're going to we're gonna stab you well they go to stab him like they're shanking yeah, him. Yeah. Okay, but like, but listen, and this is a kid story. They're they're hanging up on him and shaking him. He's made of hard wood, so it broke their knife. And they're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna hang you." So they hang him on the tree for three hours. For three hours, and they're like, "Well, this is taking way too long." So we're just gonna leave and come back in the morning. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, okay, the ghost we find out is also a fairy, the fairy. Mm-hmm. Okay, you'll see this thing, and so she's like. Go, I'm going to send my magic falcon to go get it. And they bring mm-hmm. Pinocchio in and bring in animal doctors. And all these animal doctors are talking about, is Pinocchio alive? And if he's not. And then there's a cricket. Mm-hmm. And it's also the ghost cricket that's not a ghost now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, 
this guy's a little shit. Like, literally, he's just, like, talking shit about Pinocchio. So Pinocchio wakes up, and he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm a horrible person. Mm-hmm. And the fairy's like, it's fine. It's fine. You're alive now. Let me give you some some medicine. And Pinocchio's like, oh, I'm not taking that. That looks really yucky. And she's like, you've got a fever. You're going to die mm-hmm. if you don't take it. And he's like, give me sugar, and I'll take it. And so she's like, here, here's a cube of sugar. And then he's like, nah, I'm still not going to take it. It's, <laughs> it still is really gross. And then the prayer's like, what if I give you another one? And he's like, okay, I'll take it then. So he gives him another cube of sugar. He's like, no, I'm still not taking it. And she's like, why? And he's like, well, because my pillow is uncomfortable and that door is making weird noise. And he's like crying about it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you are going to die if you do not take this medicine. He's like, I would rather die than take this medicine. So it's like a whole mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. He's such a whiny bitch throughout this whole thing. <laughs> and so he ends up taking it. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm better. And she's like, see? Mm-hmm. Okay. So she tells him, she's like, hey, why don't you stay with me? I somehow know that your father's on the way. I'm sending some magic animals to come get him. Mm-hmm. You, I'll be his daughter. You can be my brother. We'll live happily ever after. And Pinocchio's like, cool. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go wait outside for my dad. Well, at this time, I've already told you that that was, excellent. That was actually Honest Sean and Gideon who tried to hang him. Mm-hmm. Normal Honest Sean and Gideon think that Pinocchio's probably already dead. So they show up with all their sets and clothes. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, Pinocchio, we were meeting up with you to take you to the field of money. And he's like, no, nah, somebody tried to kill me. I'm like, my dad's coming. And I found this like ghost fairy who's not really a ghost. I don't know. I'm very confused about this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, it's fine, it's fine. No worries. Just come with us. We're really close. Like, we'll still plant this money. Wouldn't your father be so happy if, like, you're rich? And he's like, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to break my promise again. And I'm going to go with you. So he goes with them. And he's just like, hey, um, this is taking a really long time. And they're like, it's fine, it's fine. So hours and hours later, they make it to the, sound, the town of Simple Simon. And then... Pinocchio's like, hey, there's, like, a bunch of stupid people here. Like, I'm really weird. I'm like, well, duh, it's called Simple Simon. But uh, I feel like that might be offensive now. I'm not quite sure, but this is in the book, so I apologize if it is. So after that, they go to the field and, like, hey, bury the money. Walk away for a few minutes. Come back, and your tree will pop up. Mm-hmm. So Pinocchio does just that, and he comes back. Mm-hmm. There's no tree. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, been swindled. Mm-hmm. So Pinocchio gets pissed. And goes up to the town and goes to the judge. He's like, hey, judge, listen to me. These guys stole my money, and I am pissed about it. And the judge is like, you're stupid. You're going to prison. And so Pinocchio's in prison for, like, four months, I think. Dang. Yeah, four months. And so he finally gets out because he, like, kind of, like, tricks somebody into letting him out. Mm-hmm. And on his way to go back to his fairy ghost sister's, He's like, I'm really hungry. I'm starving. Mm -hmm. So he stops into this grape vineyard, and he steals some grapes. Mm -hmm. And as he steals some grapes, he gets caught in a trap. And then the farmer comes along, and he's like, oh, I'm going to teach you. He's like, you can be my dog from now on. So it's really disturbing the way this part goes down. It's not the worst. It's not the worst. Honestly, the hanging was pretty bad. Um, and so he's like, hey, uh, I'm making my dog. You watch out for these weasels. They're going to come and take my chickens. And uh, I'm going to lock you up and leave you outside. And he patted him on the head. Mm-hmm. And he's like, good boy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if if 
my weasels get eaten, or my, if my chickens get eaten tonight, I'm going to kill you, essentially. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It took a dark turn. So, Pinocchio automatically falls asleep because he's a little dumbass, okay? <laughs> and, but a weasel comes up to him and he's like, hey, like, we had a thing going on with the dog, and, like, he lets us steal chicken sometimes, but we give him some chicken, okay? Mm. So, how about we keep right. that same deal? And Pinocchio's like, sure. But Pinocchio is actually smart this time. He tricks them, and he traps the weasels. Oh. And then he goes to be like, hey, hey. But he realizes he's not allowed to talk, so he starts barking. Which is um, weird. takes a weird turn for me. Yeah. I'm like, you're already, like, brainwashed here. Yeah. And so he's like, burr, burr, burr. And, like, the guy comes out and he's like, what's wrong? He's like, weasels, weasels, you know? <laughs> and then, like, the guy sees a weasel. He's like, good job, and pets him and, like, loves mm-hmm. on him like you would a dog. Sure. And then he's like, all right, Pinocchio, I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. And so he lets Pinocchio go, and Pinocchio ends up making it to the fairy's house. Mm-hmm. But when he gets there, the house is no longer there. Oh, and it's a tombstone that says, here lies. And they said her hair was like ashburn hair, which is like a blue color blue. Mm-hmm. But here lies the fairy with blue hair. I'm like, mm-hmm. so is she ghost? Is she a fairy? Oh. So now she's dead. And like Pinocchio's like, oh my God, I cannot believe this. Mm-hmm. And it said she died of a broken, or of lo- wait, loneliness is oh, what it was. And no. I was like, that's so sad. So while Pinocchio's, like, squalling and stuff, this, like, giant bird comes by, and he's like, hey, are you Pinocchio? And he's like, yeah, I'm, like, the only puppet, like, around, like, of course I'm Pinocchio. He doesn't say that. That's what I was thinking. He's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I saw your father about 50 miles up the coast. Mm -hmm. He's building this boat because he can't find his son because he was supposed to show up here. He never showed up here. So now Mm -hmm. he thinks he's across the sea. And he's like, oh, we've got to hurry. Please, please, sir, take me to see my father. Mm -hmm. I'll do anything. Let's hurry. Let's hurry. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm guessing halfway through, Pinocchio's like, I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. Can we just stop? Can we please stop? Yeah. And the bird's like, yeah, but we're trying to get to your father. He's like, I can't make it. I will die if I keep going on. And so the bird's like, okay, I'll stop. So he finds, like, this nest and has water and chickpeas. And Pinocchio's like, I'm not eating these fucking chickpeas. Like, chickpeas are gross. <laughs> and he's like, have you ever had chickpeas before? He's like, no, but I know I just wouldn't like them. He's like, well, this is all I have. And he's like, I'd rather starve. And as the story goes, Pinocchio <laughs> does not starve. And he eats the shit he said he wasn't going to eat because that's what Pinocchio is. He's Honestly, I hate Pinocchio. You <laughs> could I hear this. I do not like Pinocchio. There is nothing redeeming towards for him really mm-hmm. until close to the end mm-hmm. so pinocchio is like fine fuck it i'll eat the i'll eat the garbanzo beans um but they actually call him chickpeas in there so i was like oh, mm-hmm. not fancy sounding like garbanzo <laughs> right. but anyways so they get, they end up flying off and they make it and if pinocchio would not have fucking stopped to eat and drink mm-hmm. he would have waited he would have met his father there but when he gets there everybody's like oh my god look at that man on that little boat the waves are too long too bad he's gonna end up drowning mm-hmm. And guess what happens? The boat tips over, right? No. And he can't see his father. Mm-hmm. But the saddest part is, like, Geppetto has seen Pinocchio waving from the land, and he's trying mm-hmm. to get back in, mm-hmm. and he couldn't, and the wave took him down. Oh, man. So is like, huh, I'll jump in. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. And so he goes to go in there, and he ends up... So uh, Pinocchio jumps in, and he's like, I'm going to go save my father. He mm-hmm. does not save his father. He ends up washing up on the island, and he sees his dolphin. He's like, hey, dolphin, like, did you see what happened to my dad? He's like, he probably got ate by the giant shark. Spoiler alert, guys. It's not a whale. Um, it is a shark in this oh, book. Oh, for real? And he's like, he probably got ate up by this, like, famous giant shark in the ocean. Like, mm-hmm. everybody knows about him. Mm-hmm. And Pinocchio's like, oh, well, this is really sad. But also, <laughs> I'm really hungry. Do you know of, like, a town nearby? He's like, sure. You can go to the town of the Busy Bees. And Pinocchio's like, cool. I'm going to go beg for food. 
not going to work out well for him. So he goes to a man who's like a coal miner or something like that, or like, I don't know, an iron worker, I believe is what it was. And he's like, sir, sir, will you please give me some food and or give me some money for food? And he's like, yeah, um, no, but I will let you do this little bit of work uh-huh. if you want to earn your keep. And he's like, I am not made to be working. I'm a, I'm, I'm made for riches and all this other stuff. And I shouldn't have to go to school and I shouldn't have to work, you know, and this is this whole thing. It's like, he shouldn't have to do these things. Mm-hmm. He's above all this. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, no not happening Mm -hmm. and so then he ends up asking like another guy and the guy's like and there's like a life lesson they give him on each one like oh you cannot be greedy and the other guy's like no you have to you know there's a life lesson for each of them Mm -hmm. he has like 20 people and he finally ends up asking this old woman and this old woman has blue hair Mm -hmm. and he's like ma'am i'm starving like can i please just get some food and Mm -hmm. she's like sure if you help me carry these two jugs of water Mm -hmm. i will give you toast and he's like, he just doesn't say anything. And then she's like, and I'll give you milk. He still doesn't say anything. And she's like, and I'll give you porridge. And he still doesn't say anything. And she's like, oh, I'll give you cake. And he's like, okay. <laughs> sure. You sold me on cake. So he goes back to her house and she feeds him. And he's mm-hmm. looking at her and he's like, damn, she looks familiar. And it's the fairy. <laughs> okay. It is the fairy again, but she's old. But oh. when he says she's old, he's like, she's old, but she's old enough to be her, my mother. Mm. I'm like, dude, how old is she? Because that's offending me because I'm a mother. <laughs> and I didn't even have my kid, like, unbelievably young. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I don't know how old she is, really. Uh-huh. And so he realizes it's his mother. He's like, mother, mother. Or he's like, fairy, fairy. And she's like, I can be your mom. Geppetto can be your dad. Like, we'll be sad. This is mm-hmm. great. And so she's like, you just have to be a good boy. And he's like, I will, I will. And truly... He was a good boy for a while. Mm-hmm. So he was a good boy for a while. And he was doing great in school. And he was being a good kid and all this other stuff. Well, he ended up kind of liking the badder kids in the class. Um, and even though his mother and his teacher warned him, like, hey, this is a rough crowd. Like, don't hang out with them. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't care what you guys say. Like, I'm a puppet. I've got all the brains in the world. I'm, I'm brilliant. Uh-huh. And so he's walking to school one day. And he walks into, like, the rough crowd of kids. Mm-hmm. And he, he walks into the rough crowd of kids, and they're like, hey, Pinocchio, we heard that there's a big shark at the at the waterfront. Mm-hmm. Come check him out. Maybe your dad's still alive, which makes no sense, really. <laughs> but anyways, Pinocchio's like, really, really? I really should go to school. And they're like, no, no, come on, come on. Let's go see this shark. Mm-hmm. And Pinocchio's like, okay. And so he gets there, and all the kids start laughing at him. They're like, mm-hmm. we were just making fun of you. There's mm-hmm. no shark. We just don't like you because you try too hard in school. Oh. You're too good of a, you're too hard of a trier. And Pinocchio's like, what? And so they're like, if you don't start being bad, we're going to beat you up. And he's like, I'm not going to be bad. I told my mother I'd be good. And then they, like, five kids beat the shit out of Pinocchio. Like, they jump him. And so, like, one kid takes Pinocchio's big-ass book Mm -hmm. and goes to throw it at Pinocchio. But instead, Mm -hmm. it hits another kid. And the kid falls to the ground. And his head is bleeding profusely. And so the the friends run away, right? Uh They just leave their friend there. And so Pinocchio's like, oh, my God, oh, no. And whatever this kid's name is. I think it's, like, Clyde or or something like that. Uh He's like, no, Clyde, no. It's okay. I'm so sorry this happened to you. I'm so sorry. And he, like, actually cares. Yeah. Well, the cops come, mm-hmm. and they're like, what happened? And Pinocchio's like, some kids hit them with a book. And he's like, well, whose book is that? And he's like, well, it's my my, my book. So, they're like, well, obviously Pinocchio did this. Like, yeah. he's a little shit anyway. Yeah. So, like, we're going to arrest you. All right. 
So as they're arresting him, Pinocchio's cap falls off. And he's like, can I please just go get my cap? Please, please, please. And so when he goes to get the cap, he runs from the police. And they send their dog to go chase him. And so, like, Pinocchio jumps in the water. Uh-huh. And then the dog jumps in the water without thinking. Well, the dog's like, oh, shit, I can't swim. And he's like, help me, Pinocchio, help me. And at this time, Pinocchio's like, ha-ha, I got away. Uh-huh. And then he gets the dog begging for help. And so he goes help the dog. And he's like, okay. And the dog's like, I'll owe you. So Pinocchio tries to swim, and the waves take him, and he swims up to this cave. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, he goes swim to this cave, and he gets caught in the fishnet. Well, he's in there in, like, this, like, creepy sea monster fisherman thing. I don't really know. Yeah. Gets him, he's like, hey, I'm not a fish. I'm a marionette fish. And this guy's really stupid. He's like, a marionette fish? I've never tasted one of you. Or he's like, I'm a marionette puppet. And he's like, oh, I'm a marionette fish? I've never tasted one of you. Mm-hmm. So he's like, how do you want to be killed? cooked and Pinocchio's like uh I don't <laughs> and then he's like oh fuck it I'm just gonna fry you you'll love it that way by the way this man does not kill the fish before he he cooks them uh-huh. is that a common thing he just cooks them alive oh so as he's Yikes. rolling Pinocchio and the flower uh-huh. the dog comes along uh-huh. he's like he's actually just there to get food and the, the fish monster guy is like get the fuck away mm-hmm. like go away and at that point, Pinocchio's like, help me. And so the dog sees him and grabs Pinocchio and saves Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. And like, and they're like, oh, thank you. We're friends. Like, this is great. Yeah. And so Pinocchio ends up walking. And he goes and he sees this guy and he's like, sir, can you tell me if the boy who got hurt here the other day is fine? He's like, he's actually okay. He's like, do you know who hurt him? And he's like, I mean, he pretty much is like this little shit named Pinocchio. And then Pinocchio is like, Oh, by the way, there's at one point where he lied earlier about, like, having money to the fairy. I forgot that part. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, well, I heard Pinocchio, the really good boy. He never does wrong. And, like, Pinocchio's nose grows. Oh. And then that where, that's where it happened. Okay. That happened another time, and he the fairy had the woodpecker peck off his nose, which oh, is really weird. But that is really weird, yeah. Anyways, so he's like, okay, well, I, I'm actually, I'm Pinocchio. Like, I'm sorry. I am an asshole. But I want to be a good boy. <laughs> And he's like, but I have no clothes. My flower clothes fell off my body. Uh-huh. Is there any way you can give me a bag to put over it? And so yeah. he's in like a burlap bag. Yeah. So he heads home. And once he gets there, he's knocking. And he's like, Mom, fairy mom, let me in, let me in. Mm-hmm. And I'm very confused about this part. So the slug comes up to the windowsill. And she's like, hey, your mom's sleeping. Okay. I don't understand what's happening, to be honest with you guys. She's like, your mom's sleeping. Uh, I can come down and get you. He's like, but you are, I'm sorry, a snail. He's like, but you are a snail. You're very slow. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, that's right. I am a snail, and I'm very slow. And so at this time, she's on the second story. Mm -hmm. He waits and waits and waits. He knocks again. He's like, Mom, let me in. And the snail is now on the third floor. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Truly. I was sober for this. I listened to it. I skip. I I listened back to this part like three times. I'm so mm-hmm. confused about it. Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, I'll be there. Wait, later. I'll be there in a little bit." Nine hours later, he is sitting in the freezing cold, and the slug comes to the door, and then all of a sudden he passes out, and his fairy godmother's over him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Pinocchio, what did I tell you? I told you you had to be a good boy." If you stay a good boy, soon I will change you into a real boy. Mm-hmm. And Pinocchio's like, Coolio, this sounds great, Mom. I'm uh-huh. so excited about this. Yeah. You know. So anyways, the fairy's like, hey, if you're good, I'll turn you into a real boy. And he's like, mm-hmm. I can do that. And she's like, in fact, I'm going to turn you into a real boy tomorrow. Because even though you had this little mishap, mm-hmm. you kind of thought, like, hey, you know, my dad 
it was the year and stuff she's like mm-hmm. so i'm gonna turn you into a real boy tomorrow okay he's like fuck yeah i'm so excited mom <laughs> can i have a party and she's like you sure can in fact i'm gonna make a hundred cups of milk <laughs> and a hundred cups of tea and i'm gonna get a hundred slices of bread with butter on both sides and he's like this is a this is an all-out house party i'm excited i'm gonna go is it okay if i go and invite all my friends and she's mm-hmm. like of course it is, son. You go out, but be home by sundown. So Pinocchio goes out to throw out some invites. Mm-hmm. And most people are like, yeah, that sounds great. We're so excited you're going to become a real boy. And yeah. then some people are like, mm, we don't really want to go. And he's like, but listen, guys, I have 100 slices of bread. And they're like, we don't care. They're like, butter. And they're like, we don't really care. And he's like, but listen, butter on both sides. They're like, we're in. <laughs> Fuck yeah, this is going to be great. And so he's like, sure. And he's like, I got to go. And find my friend Lampwick. And so he goes looking for Lampwick. Lampwick's not home. He goes to his house like twice. And finally mm-hmm. he's walking back home. And he's kind of sad because Lampwick is like his best buddy. Mm-hmm. And finally he sees Lampwick crouching down beside this wagon. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, what's up? And he's like, I wanted to invite you to my party tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't. I'm leaving tonight. And Pinocchio's like, where? He's like, I'm running away. Mm-hmm. I'm running away to the land of toys. And Pinocchio's like, what? What do you mean? He's like, yeah, I'm leaving. He's like, tonight? And he's like, yeah. At midnight, he's like, I wish I could say goodbye, but I must go home. He's like, just tell your mom it's fine. Like, it's mm-hmm. fine. She's going to get pissed off. She'll bitch a little bit, but then she'll get over it. And Pinocchio's like, no, my mom's going to change me to a, a, a real boy tomorrow, and I've been so good, and I'm so excited about this. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, that's fine. He's like, just two more minutes. And Pinocchio's like, okay, two more minutes isn't going to hurt. And mm-hmm. then it's like, two more minutes more. He's like, okay, that's fine. And so, eventually, he ends up hanging out long enough to see the wagon come by at midnight. Mm. And there's, like, a hundred boys in this wagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but <laughs> there's a hundred boys in the wagon. So, Lampwick gets on there, and he's like, are you sure you don't want to come? And this, like, jolly, like, horse carriage driver's like, are you sure, buddy? You don't want to come? This sounds great. And um, P's like, yeah. By the way, Pinocchio is P sometimes. <laughs> Pinocchio's like, yeah, I don't want to come. Like, my mom's going to change me to a real boy. She loves me. Like, I've got a good thing going on. I'm not going to mess this up. Spoiler alert, he does. <laughs> That's all Pinocchio does. He messes no, up he the whole time. And so Pinocchio's like, yeah, um, I'm sure. And so eventually they're like, oh, this sounds great. Look at all of us boys. We're going to have so much fun. He ends up getting talked into it. And they're like, well, there's no room for you. And Pinocchio's like, it's fine. I can ride on one of your donkeys. And, and so... He goes to get on the donkey, and the donkey kicks him. Mm-hmm. And, like, all the boys laugh at him, and they're like, ha-ha, Pinocchio got kicked. Well, the driver gets down, and he goes to pretend like he's, like, trying to calm and hug the donkey. Mm-hmm. But he bites off one of his ears. Oh, my Nobody gosh. realizes it. Okay? <laughs> and the donkey just doesn't do shit, I guess. Wow. And so Pinocchio goes to get back on there, mm-hmm. and then it kicks him off again. And the driver comes to love on it and squeeze on it again. And he's like, hey, um... Don't fucking do that again. He bites his ear <laughs> off again. And then Pinocchio's like, okay. Doesn't see this again. Pinocchio gets on the donkey. And I'm like, donkey ears are huge. How the fuck do you not see the donkey ears on this thing? Or the blood dripping down. In fact, it's just like dark and they're in the country. So I don't know. And then like while they're going, he kind of hears like this weird little noise. And he's like, huh. It sounds like the donkey's trying to talk. Mm-hmm. He gets off and he looks and the donkey's crying. And he's like, that's weird. Donkey animals can't cry like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, driver, what's up? And he's like, ah, they're just crazy. Like, this is a weird donkey. Don't even worry about him. Uh-huh. Pinocchio's like, okay, you don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> so 
so they finally make it to the land of toys Mm -hmm. and it's great there's people running wild there's kids from ages they said ages six to 14 all boys he's like this is the dream i love it Mm -hmm. and they live there for five months wow for five months okay and um they enjoy it and then one morning pinocchio wakes up and he's like i feel a little off and this whole thing in the story, by the way, is, like, Pinocchio doesn't really have ears. They're really mm-hmm. small ears. Like, I made a big point of this. Yeah. And he wakes up, and he's like, whoa, I got these giant ears. And he looks in the mirror, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, fuck, I got donkey ears. And oh. another theme in this book is, like, people would always say, like, little boys don't listen eventually turn into donkeys. Oh. So. Okay. Hands up. He's got donkey ears. And this little mouse comes up, and they're like, oh, it's okay. You just got donkey fever. And he's like, what is that? And she's like, well, there's no reason to fret. You're going to turn into a donkey no matter what, so mm-hmm. you might as well get over it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is all Lampwick's fault. I'm going to find that guy, and I'm going to tell him one thing, because Pinocchio cannot take <laughs> any kind of consequences for his own actions. Right. And he's like, fuck you, Lampwick. Right. So he goes and finds Lampwick, and Lampwick's also in the same situation. And at first, you think they're going to fight, and then they just kind of end up laughing about it. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is crazy. What else are you supposed to do? <laughs> And then they're laughing, and then they start to transform into the donkeys, and then they start crying, oh. and then they start braying, uh-huh. which is when a donkey goes, <laughs> by the way. Cute. And so they're braying, uh-huh. and then, like, the driver comes in. He's like, I'm going to sell you. And so he takes oh them, sells them. Uh-huh. Lampwick gets stole, sold to a farmer. You don't hear anything else from Lampwick. Oh, wow. And then Pinocchio gets sold to a circus. So yeah. he goes up to the circus, his first night there. He's in the barn, and the guy gives him hay, and Pinocchio's like, oh, I'm not eating this hay. And he's like, fine, here's some straw. And he's like, I'm not eating this straw. And so the circus guy beats Pinocchio, like oh, beats the no. shit out of Pinocchio. Pinocchio finally eats the hay, and he's like, but I cannot eat the straw, which is fine. Like, nothing really comes of that. Uh-huh. And for three months, Pinocchio is beat and trained to oh. be a dancing donkey wow and so the time finally comes and it's the first day of their circus and everybody's like pumped they're like fuck yeah a dancing donkey we don't have shit going on this sounds great <laughs> and so the whole the whole seat's full uh-huh. and pinocchio happens to be looking like pinocchio donkey can't talk anymore he happens to be looking up into the audience right before he's supposed to be do- doing his dancing and jumping mm-hmm. through hoops and he sees a beautiful woman with blue mm-hmm. hair. Oh. And she has a golden locket. Uh-huh. And it's got a picture of Pinocchio. And he sees that his mom. And then he starts to bray because he's excited. And then he gets beat. And then oh. he goes to start to do his tricks. And because he's all distracted, he ends up getting hurt and becomes lame. Oh. So the circus runner is like, well, this is no good to me. I'm going to sell you. So he goes to sell him. And the guy's like, hey, I'll buy your donkey for four cents. And he's like, yeah, I'm not selling you that for four cents. I want at least four, I don't know, four dollars, whatever the the money is. (laughs) And he's like, listen, I'm not, this is a lame donkey. Like, I'm not using him for work. I'm Mm -hmm. going to skin him and turn him into drums. And like, he's like, okay, fuck it, four cents. So the guy is like, hmm, what's the most humane way to kill a donkey? I'm going to take him to the cliff tie a rock to his foot i'm gonna drown him and he's like okay throws him off and then like 45 minutes later 50 minutes later he's like he should be good in drowning goes Uh up there picks up the string and pulls it and to try to see the donkey and then it's pinocchio and he's like hey what the hell happened where's Uh my donkey and he's like listen listen 
he goes through his whole life story and he's like, and then you drown me and all these fish start eating me alive and they're Mm -hmm. eating my flesh and they're biting off my eyes and they're biting my nose and they're biting my tail. And then they finally get to like my, what they think is like essentially his bones, but it's the wood and it's too hard to eat and they couldn't eat me. He's like, and now here I am. And the guy's like, well, I paid four cents for you and I expect my money. And Pinocchio's like, yeah, I'm, I'm broke. So I cannot pay you these four cents. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. You're at a loss. And so he's like, ah, okay. I'm just going to sell you, and I'm going to turn you into firewood. So I'm going to buy you mm-hmm. for firewood. Oh, no. is like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And so he jumps into the water and swims away. Yeah. That's incredible. Jeez. That's, like, super stressful. I'm just like, this is, like, getting darker and darker. It's very dark. Like, there's just so much that's just so, uh, I'm going to have nightmares about this. Low-key. Like, oh. Poor thing. Like, I vaguely remember from the movie, like, him being turned into a donkey. Yeah. So, he ends up jumping in the water, right? Mm -hmm. And he's swimming, and he sees this big white rock. And on the white rock is a goat, for some reason, Mm -hmm. in the middle of the ocean. I don't know. And it's a goat with blue hair. And he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, fuck, that's my mom fairy Uh sister ghost. (laughs) It is all these things. And he's like, I'm going to swim to her. And right before he swims to her... A giant shark comes up and it goes to bite Pinocchio, but it's so big uh-huh. that it sucks in and it swallows yeah. Pinocchio. So Pinocchio gets in there uh-huh. and it's dark. And once he wakes up, he's like, Oh, where am I? He's like, Oh shit, I'm in a shark because mm-hmm. there's, there's a fish. And the, the fish was like, Hey, mm-hmm. you got swallowed up by a, sh- by a shark. Mm-hmm. The shark sucked in because it has asthma because that's a thing for some reason. <laughs> and so why not? Like, why yeah. not? <laughs> and he's like, So that's what's going to happen. And Pinocchio's like, We got to get out of here. And he's like, we're never going to get out of here. And so, Pinocchio's like, what's that light down there? And he's like, I think there's another man on here. And so Pinocchio's like, all right, I'm going to go walk. He's like, well, this shark is like a mile long. <laughs> so, it's going to be a lot of walking. And Pinocchio's like, it's fine. So, he gets up closer and he sees an old man. And when the old man turns around, it's Geppetto. Geppetto. And Geppetto tells him, of, well, Pinocchio automatically apologizes. He's like, I'm so sorry, father. I've been such a little shit. And tells him his life story. And Geppetto's like, I'm fine. I'm the sweetest man ever. I don't give a shit. He tells him about how after he got swallowed, another ship got swallowed. And it was a cargo ship. All the other people lived, but the cargo ship got swallowed. And so for two years, mm-hmm. Geppetto has been living in this shark off of all the stuff. But today is the day where he is like ran out of everything. And all he has is one candle left. Wow. And Pinocchio's like, Father, I'm going to get you out of here. And he's like, I can't swim. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think this is going to work. And so, Pinocchio's like, it's fine. You can jump on my back. I'm a little puppet boy. We got this. <laughs> and he's like, the shark has asthma. He's sleeping with his mouth open. We'll just go to crawl out. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay, sounds great. So, they go to go the first time. And then the shark sneezes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but he sneezes. Mm-hmm. But they say that he's old and has asthma. Okay. And so they fall back, and the cam or the camera, the candle goes out. Mm-hmm. Geppetto is like, I can't see, I can't see him. Pinocchio's like, I've got cat eyes. <laughs> I'm fine. He doesn't have cat eyes, guys. And that's what he says. He's like, I have eyes like a cat. I'm good. I got his dad. And so they make it out, and he gets his dad on his back, and they're mm-hmm. swimming and swimming, and he's like, oh fuck, the land is so far away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm so sorry, Dad. I tried to save us. And he's like, I just can't. And this is where you kind of start to feel for, for Pinocchio a little bit. Uh-huh. Geppetto's like, it's okay. I love you, son. And then the fish, which is also a giant fish, evidently, uh-huh. came out, too. And he's like, 
oh, Pinocchio, I watched you and your father come out, and I saw you, and I followed you. Thank you. I can go see my wife and children. Mm-hmm. And Pinocchio's like, okay, but we're, we're drowning. Can can you save us? <laughs> and the fish is like, sure. Got you. So he takes him up to land, but uh-huh. on the way up, he Pinocchio starts to notice his father's getting very weary and tired, and he's mm-hmm. worried about his dad. Mm-hmm. So he gets him up to the shore, mm-hmm. and he ends up being like, thank you, fish. And he, the fish was so grateful that the fish started crying. I don't really know what the purpose of this, but the fish was very thankful for it and started yeah. crying. Like, he's never been hugged before. I don't really know. <laughs> it's like, it's a weird, it's a weird, fish. there's so much part of the story that I'm like, you didn't have to put this. <laughs> it makes no sense. The slug, I'm still so confused about the slug. And it's like a butterfly. I don't know. There's some of the stuff I left out for you guys. Um, and so, anyways... Pinocchio gets him there and they see this like little shack made out of straw mm-hmm. and so he cures, helps his dad get up there and they knock on the door and they hear this voice and says come in and they come in it's the fucking cricket again oh, yeah is. and he's like hey cricket my pup pal and the cricket's like my pal motherfucker I mean you have done nothing but treat me like shit like he doesn't say those exact words of course but he's like you have never treated me kindly. Like, mm-hmm. how am I your pal now when I can be helped with you? And Pinocchio's like, look, I'm, I'm real sorry. Like, mm-hmm. I was a dick. I understand mm-hmm. that. And he's like, how do you do this house? He's like, oh, well, a blue goat came up and gave me this house, but she's bleeding very badly. Mm-hmm. She probably got ate by a shark. She's probably dead. And Pinocchio's like, oh, crap. And he's, like, crying. He's like, my mother, my fairy, my sister, oh, my ghost. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, and so... He notices his dad's, like, kind of getting worse, so he mm-hmm. gets him in the hay pile, and he covers him up, and so he's like, hey, Cricket, where can I get my dad some milk? Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's a farm, like, a mile away, so Pinocchio runs that mile, uh-huh. and he gets to the farm. He's like, hey, farmer, can I buy, or can I have a glass of milk? And the, the, the farmer's like, for one, one cent or one penny, I don't really know, mm-hmm. which is the same thing, guys. I just, I know that. <laughs> but one coin, I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah. And Pinocchio's like, I don't have any money. He's like, okay, well, you can carry this hundred pills of water for me. <laughs> Which is like a weird comparison because I'm like, that's a lot of money for one glass lot. of water. That's, that's all he asked for. Uh-huh. And Pinocchio's like, okay, I'll do that. So he gets done. Mm-hmm. And the farmer's like, I would normally have my donkey do this. But mm-hmm. he's dying and sick. And Pinocchio's like, can I go see your donkey? No. Okay. And so Pinocchio goes in there and there's this donkey who's dying and it's obviously been starving and worked to death. And he's like, you look so familiar. And then the donkey goes, I'm Lampwick. And then dies. No. Yes. Lampwick dies. Like Pinocchio's like, oh my God, I'm so torn up about this. And so Pinocchio starts to get his dad. And then Pinocchio goes back to that farm every day to get work for that milk. One glass of milk. Oh. And so I was like, fuck, you guys go through a lot of water. <laughs> but anyways, he won the glass of milk. And then he starts to teach himself how to weave baskets and reeds. And he goes up to the market and sells those. And then he ends up teaching himself how to read and write. And then one day he's like, father, I'm going to go get me some proper clothes so I can get me a proper job. Uh-huh. And he's like, that's great. And so he has 50 cents, 50 coins, I don't really know. And he's walking. As he's walking, here's his voice. And it's the slug. Or the snail, I'm sorry. No. And the snail's like, hey. And he's like, hey, snail, have you seen my mother? And she's like, yeah, she's in the hospital. She's kind of dying. And she's starving. And he's like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm going to give her my money. Mm-hmm. So he makes it back. He goes back to his house. And Geppetto's like, hey, son, I thought you were going to buy a suit. And he's like, I was. But I think they didn't have anything to fit me. And so 
Pinocchio stays up and does triple the work that night. Mm-hmm. So he can make, because he tells us now, he's like, I'll come back in a couple of days. I'll have even more money from my from my mother, mm-hmm. a fairy. And yeah. she's like, okay. And so he does more work. And that night he goes to bed and he has a dream. The, the fairy comes up to him and says, like, I'm so proud of you. I love you. You're not an asshole anymore. And he, he wakes up. And he's a real boy. What? Yeah. And he has, he's in a house, like an actual house. Uh-huh. And he, there's a suit for him. Uh-huh. And he gets to put the suit on because he's so excited. Uh-huh. And there's money in there. And it has a note from his mother, fairy, I don't know. And she's like, hey, uh, I'm so proud of you. Uh-huh. And he runs downstairs and Geppetto is fine. At, oh, I forgot to say this. At one point, Geppetto is so sick, he's in a wheelchair. Oh, okay. And Pinocchio actually built a wheelchair for built a wheelchair for his oh, father. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. And so, um, his dad's like, "Hey, I'm younger again. Like, I'm fine." And so then that's how wow. Pinocchio ends. Wow. Yeah. That was like a really uplifting ending, right? For this, all the shit that, that Pinocchio was did. Insane, I did forget. I remembered. I forgot one part. So whenever Gideon and Honest Honest John, John come back. Oh, mm-hmm. When, before he finds out they're assassins, because Pinocchio does eventually put it together after oh, okay. he steals his money. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, guys, uh, where have you been? And they're like, oh, we've, I'm sorry, we had an emergency. And he's like, well, why is your paw bitten off? And he's like, oh, well, there's a wolf that we ran into, and he was starving to death. So I just chopped my paw off and fed it to him. I was like, what? <laughs> a, that wolf would not, it would just kill him. And also, um, that's not enough food to... <laughs> that there's also another part with honest sean and gideon mm-hmm. where they a bird comes to warn pinocchio mm-hmm. like hey these people are shady and he like the wolf just got the bird and eats it whole wow uh, yeah <laughs> there's so much violence mm-hmm. and gore yeah and like it's just like so truly okay so here's missing. the disturbing part the hanging scene yeah that's where he was gonna leave the story off he was just gonna let pinocchio die from hanging really yeah People are like, no. Kids are like, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. Can you imagine? No, these poor children. A, mm. to read that as like a child, which I guess is like a common knowledge because like people used to go to public hangings at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like the 1800s, uh, late 1800s, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. so I don't know I mean, when that was common. But... I guess people had like, they were less like, sensitive to that kind of thing like they were just like desensitized yeah. to violence in that era maybe mm-hmm. i don't know but i mean that whole that whole thing was just like they like you said there were so many unnecessary plot points that weren't really even i left so many of them out really so many of them wow. there's like a uh, butterfly or something like that a moth or something uh-huh. at one point i and they all came to repeat the same life lesson you yeah. have to work hard and, like, the gist of the book is understandable. And, I, truly, I'm so confused about the fact. Oh, I forgot to tell you. The mother, the fairy godmother, she never comes back. She's gone. Oh, okay. That was it. She died, and that was her. Oh. I'm guessing she died for real this time. Uh-huh. And that was her and saying her goodbyes to wow. Pinocchio. But the fact that she's a ghost, not a ghost, a goat, yeah. you know, I don't know. I was very, very confused. Confusing. And then yeah. the cricket, Jiminy Cricket is what he, he'd be calling in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was a ghost, not a ghost. He's yeah. a doctor. I don't know what's happening. I'm right. so confused. There's a lot. They, I mean, Disney definitely changed oh, yeah. so much. Well, and I read somewhere, but I don't think the timeline matches up. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just wanted the rights to the book. 
before, but, mm-hmm. like, the guy evidently was like, fuck, I don't want you to change my stuff. Like, I love how twisted my book is. Oh. He's like, I think the kids need to know this lesson. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I looked up, I watched it a couple years ago when I watched it with my son, yeah. and I was like, huh. This is really dark. And I kind of almost took it as, like, the boys were being trafficked almost. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought was going to happen mm-hmm. in the book. It was going to be, like, an example for, like, mm-hmm. oh, kids are being trafficked. But right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, there's so much of Pinocchio. I think because it was such a weird movie. I mean, there's plenty of weird Disney movies. But, like, that was probably one of the weirdest ones. And I, I blocked a lot of it out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and so whenever you were, like, telling me, like, obviously it's not all in there. No. But I remember, like, I remember, like, the, the, the father figure. And I remember the cricket and um, the fairy figure, vaguely. And I remember vaguely him being turned into a donkey. Mm-hmm. But then there was a, this other guy who was, like, who literally kind of kidnapped him and, like, put him, like, in a little cell. Yeah, that was, like... So that was, you know, whenever that he ran into the puppet master there. Yeah. In the movie, the puppet master, 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 mm-hmm. he wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And he was just going to keep Pinocchio mm. as, because none of the other puppets in the movie were alive. But he's like, oh, a real oh. live puppet. This is exciting. Gotcha. I don't even have to have him on strings. Gotcha. And so he kidnaps Pinocchio mm-hmm. to try to make him, like, work for him. Ooh. Versus... The weird part in the book where he's like, I'm crying, I'm sneezing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Why did you have to do that? Yeah, first of all, why did they want to eat the puppets so badly? Like that's... Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't want to eat them. He wanted to cook the puppets so it could cook his boar for him to eat. Oh, so they didn't yeah. have enough wood to go around? Like, legit? They were like, we need to sacrifice one of these talking puppets. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. so twisted. So weird. And poor little, like, what's the name, Lampwick? Is that Lampwick, that yeah. So yeah, he was a real shit in the book, though, evidently. Like, they don't care about him, but, like, in the movie, he was mm-hmm. a real little asshole. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was very sad. Yeah. Because, like, I was like, oh, Lampwick. And as soon as I started, I was like, fuck, because yeah. I'm Lampwick. And he just holds yeah. his little head up. He's like, I'm Lampwick. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Aww. no. That's really sad. Yeah. Oh, no. But That's tragic. That could have been you, Pinocchio. That could have been, been you. you. <laughs> Should have been, you know, just kidding. But then, like, two years is how long Geppetto was in that shark. That's a long time. Two years. I love love so much, too, that they had, like, a little candle in there and, like, the candle got blown out in the water. (laughs) He's like, no, I got cat eyes, actually. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, I got eyes of a cat. I was like, how? You're a puppet. You don't really have eyes at all. They're just painted on you, right? Or carved in you. I'm pretty sure. Oh, but guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I typed all this up, but I just did this all from you memory. Did. Except I for did. like a couple like catch-ups. That um, was thoroughly impressive. Because I thought that she'd be reading, but you, you memorized it. You, I listened to the full book on tape. You did. Which is on YouTube for free. And honestly, I feel like your rendition should be recorded and put out there. <laughs> it's way more entertaining, I'm sure. It was actually a pretty good listen. I think when my kid gets older, I'm going to have mm-hmm. him listen with me when he's old enough to, like, mm-hmm. stand yeah. here and I'm like, look, don't be a shit, kid. <laughs> What's going to happen to you? Oh, I'm so just funny. kidding. Yeah, Pinocchio was a real, a real um, challenge, to say the least. I didn't think that he would be so... What's the right word? Like, he just seemed really dense. Like, he couldn't understand. No, like... and honestly, every time something happened to him, up until the last time, he's mm-hmm. like, 
oh no, but this is what's happened yeah. to me. This is yeah. the repercussions that happened to me. Exactly. And it wasn't about anybody else, mm-hmm. really. No. You know, yeah. and so. He's lacking in some sense of, well, he, I mean, obviously he's not human. So mm-hmm. is it the humanity in him that would have allowed him to understand? I don't think so. I you think, don't think so? I Well, okay, so I think he had humanity in, in him, but I think that, like, because he loved his father and he loved the mm-hmm. fairy, mm-hmm. but he was just selfish, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't know how that yeah. would work. Yeah, you I know, don't so. Because, I mean, he had to eat, he had to sleep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he had to eat a lot, evidently. <laughs> well, I mean, we we went through, like, a two-year time span, essentially. So, I mean. But it's so funny, like, every time he's like, no, I don't want to eat that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, the ultimate picky eater. Yeah. I'm like, eh, you live in, like, the late, eight, or you live in, like, the 1800s at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel like you don't get to say you're not going to eat something. I'm pretty sure you can't say that. You Even when I was it. growing up in the 90s, mom was like, you're going to eat it. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. well, I'm not going to eat it. She's like, well, you can sit here or you mm-hmm. can starve. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to sit here until you fall asleep and I throw my food in the trash. <laughs> I will sit at this table for four hours. So uh, I can do. Or then at one point, my mom's like, I'm going to make you take liquid vitamins. And I'm like, fuck, I'll just eat it. Liquid vitamins? Um, oh, no. It is the worst thing oh, ever. That was terrible. And that's how she threatened me to eat. Because oh. when I was little, I was like, I'm not going to eat ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can survive. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. No way. I mean, whew. But that was thoroughly entertaining, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to, to listen to the story. Yeah. And to I know it. it's a little bit of a different episode, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was fun. fun. And yeah. we did, you know, we've been doing all these 31 days of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. Not very spooky, but it's a little bit of a mix up for us. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's something different. Yeah. For sure. And it's a little yeah. bit longer episode. Yeah. So uh, also let us know do you guys want shorter episodes? Do you like longer episodes? Because. Me and Kara both tell a story on each episode now, but we could split that up into, like, one of us tell a story one week and the next Mm -hmm. week and do the same topic almost, you know. So let us know what you guys think. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I like to hear about 20 or 30 minute episodes, and sometimes Mm -hmm. I like my favorite podcast is Morbid, so the longer the better for me, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we're not morbid yet. We're not (laughs) up there at the point. We got, like... 20 people who listen to us. <laughs> so. hey, it's, it's a step up from where yeah. we were. Yeah. We were at like five not that long ago. <laughs> we were. We were at one at one point. <laughs> one solid listener. Yeah. <laughs> they listened every week. That's super sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we will scare you later. Scare you later.